When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PJ, we turn our attention to you. Where are we making some money in college football this weekend? Biggest weekend of college football yet. Big weekend. We've talked about a bunch of these games. I'm on Bama, Tennessee as well. I like Bama. Got them at minus seven against Tennessee. I still like it at eight and a half, though. One thing we've not talked about during the week that I think is also a critical factor is Alabama this week, guys, they dropped in the AP poll. They're not number one anymore. They're not even number two. They drop them to number three. And Nick Saban all week long, you know, was just telling his team, they don't think you're any good. They're disrespecting you. You guys went out there and you won a game and they dropped you in the polls to a Georgia team that nearly lost to Missouri. They dropped you to Ohio State, who really hasn't beaten anybody yet this season. That's what they think of you. They dropped you two whole spots. So I think that did a huge thing for Bama as well this year because the last thing you need to do is to constantly motivate that team. But we've talked about it all week. Um, look, you just too many people are overreacting to the Bama A&M game and what they saw. Uh, you know, the Bama-Texas game earlier in the year. Texas, it turns out, is, is a pretty good team, right? They and, are. and Bama yeah. obviously didn't play their best game. It was week two in the season going on the road. They learned a lot about themselves. Then they went on the road against Arkansas, and before Bryce got hurt, I mean, you could see they were going to win that game by like 30 points. It was going to be a runaway. Tennessee's a really good team. There's no doubt about it. Josh Heupel's building a really good thing there, but these things take time, and it's it's been a while since these kind of expectations have been on Tennessee. Bama's been in this spot a lot of times over the last decade under Nick Saban. He knows how to prepare his team. Bryce Young's played in these games. Hendon Hooker, Josh Heupel, they haven't been in these games. They're going to be feeding off that crowd, feeding off that energy. They're going to come out fired up. The first quarter is going to be absolutely electric, but against Bama, you better play four quarters. You better play 60 minutes or else they're just going to run away with it. A lot of people think that this game's either going to be a Bama blowout or Bama wins close or a Tennessee blowout. And I totally disagree with that. If Tennessee wins this game, it's going to be close. When you're trying to snap a losing streak of 15 years, it's never going to be easy. You're not going to run away with the game against Bama. That LSU team with Burrow and Chase and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when they snapped their nine-game losing streak against Bama, they beat them by six. And that's one of the greatest college football teams I've ever seen. So if that team could only beat Bama by six, there's no way in hell Tennessee's winning this game by more than a touchdown. So anybody out there who thinks Tennessee's going to run away with this game, you're absolutely out of your mind. Which brings me to my point. If Tennessee gets up in this game, Bama live... Oh, that's an automatic, yeah. ...is the play of the year. The absolute play of the year. If Bama at any point in this game is a plus 7.5, plus 10.5, people, I'm telling you right now, just empty the bank accounts. Empty it. Bama will come back. They will not make this easy on Tennessee. Did you see the Florida game? Did you see that Florida team who's had Tennessee's number through the years when Tennessee was up big? Did you see how Florida made them sweat in that game? 
Now imagine what Bama's going to do to them when they get up, when Bryce Young gets down. Imagine what they're going to do. So if, if Bama gets down, oh my God, are they the play live in this game. But I don't think it's going to get to that. I think, I think they're going to get up early. They're going to build a lead. The defense is going to play well. And I think they're going to win by double digits. So I like Bama minus seven. Clemson, Florida State is the next game. We've talked about this a little bit. Now, early in the day, this was three and a half, guys. It's ticked up now to four and a half. I don't love it as much. You know, Clemson, I told you yesterday on the show, they were a fraud alert for me. They were they were a team that I just, I don't really think they're that good. I think NC State's overrated. Yeah. So that win against them really doesn't look as good as it is. I think the best team they've played all year is Wake, and they needed overtime to beat them, and they got fortunate to win that game. Florida State, it just doesn't feel like has the firepower that you need to beat Clemson. Clemson's offense is nothing special, but their defense, I just feel like, is going to make life miserable for Florida State. It's a stinky line. I liked Clemson minus 175 on the money line when it was 3.5. Now it's ticked up to minus 190, so I don't love it as much. But again, if Clemson gets down in this game, and I mean, if they're plus money at any point, if you're getting a plus 3.5 with them at any point, Take Clemson. I mean, that's the way to go in this game. I can't see how they lose to Florida State. I just, I can't see Florida State beating them. The next game, USC and Utah, we've all talked about it. Going to be a great game. You have an undefeated USC team, three and a half point dogs against a two loss Utah team. I think that's telling you a lot. But this matchup for Utah, I think, really favors them well because they run the ball well and they don't turn the ball over and USC has just been feasting on turnover margin and I don't think they'll be able to do that on Utah and Utah matches really matches up really well with them because the secondary is the strength of their defense and they'll be able to combat the USC receivers a little bit USC like we mentioned the games that they struggled with the most this season was Oregon State and Oregon State, now watching the last two or three weeks, they're really not as good as we thought they were. Yeah. And now they're going into an even more hostile environment in Salt Lake City. That place is going to be rocking. rocking. These Utah kids have played in big games. They played in the Rose Bowl last year. They big played love. in the Swamp this year. They played in a packed house against Oregon last year. So they're used to this environment. USC, I think this is, this is where we're going to finally see some flaws in them. And as Ryan mentioned, the turnover margin, they just they can't keep it up. It's not sustainable. It's like Providence in college basketball. Oh, you can yeah. only get so lucky for so long until it runs out, and I think it's going to run out on Saturday. So take Utah, minus three and a half. Love that. TCU against Oklahoma State. I told you guys earlier, one of my lock of the weeks, TCU-Utah money line parlay, plus 146, one of my favorite plays of the week. Trista mentioned it. She loves TCU. I love them as well. That Oklahoma State defense was on the field for 104 plays against Texas Tech. So they're gassed. TCU's offense is great. That receiver, Johnson, number one for TCU, yeah. might be the best in the country. He is absolutely absurd. They have a great running back. Max Duggan's playing well. The defense gets stops when it needs to. I don't trust Sonny Dykes as a coach in big spots. But I just think that TCU is in such a favorable spot. Yeah. And, you know, Tristan, you're right about Oklahoma State. I mean, that that win all of a sudden against Baylor really is not looking so hot. And Mike Gundy, you know, I just, when his team starts to get expectations and people start talking about Big 12 championship and college football playoff, that's when they kind of tend to fade. So give me TCU minus four. And the Minnesota-Illinois, I told you guys, love Minnesota this week. The fact that an unranked team is favored by seven over a ranked team on the road, I think, tells you a lot. 
Uh, defensive ball game, no question about it. Two of the best defenses in the country. But Illinois just got too many injuries. And Minnesota gets their best player back in Ibrahim, the running back. That's going to be a big boost to them. The Big Ten West is wide open. This wide is a open. huge, huge game in the Big Ten West. Both of these teams have aspirations getting to Indy, playing in the Big Ten Championship. Minnesota's the better team. Their one loss this season to Purdue. I, they just they kept they kept killing themselves. They were turning the ball over. Guy had a touchdown in his hands, and he and he hit off his fingers, and the Purdue guy caught it in the end zone for a pick. It's just one of those games where nothing was breaking their way. But I watched that Illinois-Iowa game last week, and boy, when Stakowski came in the game at quarterback, there's just not a lot to like. Yeah. They have the leading rusher in the country in Chase Brown, and Minnesota's rush defense at times can get gashed, but because the quarterback play is so bad, I just think Minnesota's going to load up on that run game, stop them. I think Minnesota wins this game by about 10 points, so give me the Golden Gophers. Uh, and guys, those are really the only plays... I love this week. I told you I got Penn State at seven and a hook. It's at seven now. I'd still lean Penn State, but I don't love it as much. Um, those were some other games. You know, the board this week, it's funny. Usually with all the marquee games, I don't tend to have a lot of picks in them. But the marquee games this week are the games that happen to be my my favorite. There are really no small school games that I love. If there was one, it could be late at night with Fresno State. It's now down to seven and a half against San Jose State. I got it at eight and a half. I think the Bulldogs uh, could play well. San Jose's been playing good this season. No Jake Hayner for Fresno State, but I just I trust their coaching staff. They still have really good receivers and running backs. That game's at home in Fresno. I think they could keep that thing close. Um, Trista, I like your Stanford play at plus seventeen. I think that's a good look. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Florida, LSU. Want no part of those games. I'm very interested. Mississippi yeah, I'm State interested in watching them. Yeah. Mississippi State has Bama next week. You know, so you just you never know if a team's going to be looking her head or not. I don't think they will, but I just don't know. Especially if Levis plays. Arkansas BYU to me is a really fascinating game. BYU's been disappointing to a lot of people this season. A lot of people are expecting a lot from BYU. They played a really tough schedule. Arkansas's going through a tough stretch too. If KJ Jefferson plays in this game, though, I think I like Arkansas. I, th- I think. I think they're going to win that game. And uh, and that's really all I got, guys. But Bama and Minnesota, those those are my two favorite plays of the week. I nice. love it, man. I good like stuff. Good, good stuff. I, I can't have, wait. I have the Minnesota under as well. That sort of correlates with yes. what your handicap like is, uh, PJ. I like that. Just feels like one of those games where yep. it's a slog. I like that. Minnesota, uh, if you can find Illinois team total unders out there as well, I just really think they're going to have a tough time scoring. I really do.